This is Ed Cohen, editor and publisher of GlobalBusinessNews.net and Global HR News. Coming to you today from San Diego, California and Toronto, Canada. Our special guest today is Mona Malone, Chief Talent Officer for BMO Financial Group, and she leads the team responsible for talent, learning, diversity, and inclusion. Let's welcome Mona Malone. Hi, Ed. Thanks so much for having me. I am really happy to have you. So, Mona, what is BMO Financial Group? I understand it's a very large bank. BMO Financial Group is the eighth largest financial institution in North America, and we've been around 200 years. Wow. We're one of only a handful of companies that trades on the New York Stock Exchange that's been around 200 years. We have 45,000 employees. We're a global organization, but primarily our businesses are in Canada and the United States. So I'm reading your bio here. You're also an author and conference speaker. Is that correct? Well, I have a passion around people and the people side of business. And so I'm really interested in behavioral science and how companies really execute strategy with high engagement of their workforces. And so those tend to be topics that I write about, I speak about, and just generally think about a lot of the time. I see also that you're a recipient of the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal in recognition of your community service with youth development organizations. Would you care to comment on that? I have a passion for involvement in the community, and I think it, it came from my parents in, uh, in an early age. And over the last 25 years, I've been involved in a number of youth-based organizations, and both in terms of my own volunteer time, board time, and uh, really trying to connect youth with employment opportunities, education opportunities, and a heavy focus in Toronto and across Canada with at-risk youth in terms of connecting them to mentoring opportunities. And that award was really in, in recognition of that, but I find the gift is really in seeing the impact of what you're able to create in working with these various organizations. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that. So we're going to talk today about future of work. There's so much talk about this. It's almost like banal already. So what is your take on the future of work? We can talk about the continuous learning, on-the-job learning. We can talk about, well, because you're involved with people, leadership development, and about the workforce in general. So let's begin about What does future of work mean to you? It's a broad topic, but I think, you know, when I think about the last decade, there are more and more technology advances that are impacting companies across different industries. So the amount that we can automate, where companies can use artificial intelligence, where companies can use technologies that existed today that didn't exist a decade ago. And what that's creating is shifts in the jobs inside of a company. You know, I was talking to one of our customers the other day that owns a large retailer, and he employs thousands of people in distribution centers. If you think about, in the decade ahead, driverless trucks and complete automation of these distribution centers, all of those jobs are going to change, shift, or be eliminated. When you think about our own purchasing now, You know, how many of our holiday gifts did we buy online where we used to go into a mall? 
Or as we check out at the checkout counter, you have self-checkouts, you have supercomputers in your pocket that you're checking for everything. So human behavior has changed a lot as a result of these technologies. And it's no different for us in financial services. And so when we think about the future of work, it's really about the new jobs that will be created, how we help our existing workforce grow and adapt, and how we think about the jobs that will be eliminated and how we support those individuals that are impacted. So I want to ask you about upskilling and reskilling because that's a favorite theme of our live training conferences that we produce under the theme of Global HR Executive Network. So upskilling and reskilling, now you do this every day at work, I assume, with low unemployment rates and competition in all industries. Do you and the bank have enough skilled talent to where you want to go, or, or do you have to take people from out of out of banking and train them? Yeah, so, so this is a challenge that affects us a great deal, and there is a supply shortage in a number of areas for key talent, and we're going to face that even more in North America in the years ahead. And at BMO, as well as my own beliefs, is this is not a game of hiring and firing. This, the companies that do well will actually be able to help their workforces adapt and learn. And so companies need to become learning cultures and learning organizations for uh, for 25 years. And actually, the reason that I joined BMO was we had something called the Institute for Learning, or IFL, which is our corporate university. Our chairman 25 years ago identified that we were going to need to adapt and really reskill and retrain the workforce. And we created this corporate university. And we believe very deeply in the sense of making sure that we create employment opportunities in local communities. And so we have a few very key things that we're doing to help our existing employees grow and adapt. So one is something that we call BMO U, which is an online mobile learning university that we provide to all employees, 45,000 people. It's free. People can use it on any of their mobile devices, and it creates learning paths for people where they can learn new skills and build new capabilities. The second thing that we do is we do something called Help Wanted, which allows people to, it's almost like work bidding. So within the company, a manager can post a job for a day, two days, or two weeks, where they need help on a particular project or assignment. And employees can bid to have that job opportunity. So, you know, if you're in human resources, but you want to try something in marketing, you can go on to the Help Wanted billboard and look for opportunities that excite you and take on a different assignment. And it doesn't mean that you have to leave your day job, but you can carve out some time for this. And this is really exciting to our employees because it allows them some career development and to try new things without losing the safety net of their current job opportunity. So is this virtual, like a virtual community bulletin board? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's a virtual community bulletin board, and it allows leaders to gather different talent from across the company for new projects, priorities, and for employees that helps them gain new skills, work for different managers. And we're piloting this with 10,000 employees this year across the organization. It's, it's pretty exciting because employees tell us, you know, what they care about is having opportunities to grow and, and develop and 
you know, you read all kinds of literature about the growth of the gig economy, but this allows us to really leverage that concept, but within the company itself. So you're building leaders. So what does leadership mean at BMO? What does it look like to you? Well, this is beyond leaders. This is really open to all 45,000 employees. But when you think about the role of leadership, leadership is more challenging today than I think it was a decade ago. And the opportunity to think about how you're evolving your workforce, how you're adapting in terms of changing and modifying business models as a result of new technology that's available, the ability for leaders to kind of lead in this new context is one of the most important challenges. And I think what that means is leaders themselves need to be open to growth and development. And so the things that worked for you kind of in the last few years may not work for you in the next few years. And so that opportunity to reflect and build your own leadership skills for what's required in the future is particularly important. And leaders' ability to reflect and and grow and develop is one of the things that we most look for in in individuals at BMO. So diversity and inclusion is one of your vehicles and beliefs, value systems. So does that mean that senior managers are constantly looking out for people from diverse backgrounds and skill sets to expand their goals, expand their horizons? Or do you keep people within certain tracks? Yeah, diversity and inclusion is one of our four values at BMO. But more importantly, something that we place very high accountability on. We've won the Catalyst Award twice, being recognized for innovation as well as progress on our representation of not just gender diversity, but diversity overall. It actually was one of the other reasons that I joined the bank 24 years ago, is the commitment to diversity and inclusion. And this concept of really creating a workplace that works for all. I think it's it's not just having representation of people that match the communities that you're in. That's like a, a symphony of different instruments, but you need to get them playing together, which is the inclusion side of it, to actually get the benefit of difference of thinking, difference of background. And that really links to culture and the ability of leaders to get the very best and have people feel a sense of safety and that they can bring their full selves to work and that they're comfortable doing that. And for us, that's very important. We measure inclusion in our employee pulse survey and we put a high focus in all of our leadership development training around how you are a leader that creates a climate and a culture that really builds an inclusive environment. God, I wish I worked for you. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) So tell me about going back to mobile learning, the virtual community bulletin board. Are people responsible for their own uh, development or are there HR people assigned to certain groups to hover, sort of like helicopter mothering? You know, we're really trying to build a sense of curiosity and continuous learning in the workforce. And it's supported in terms of managers encouraging people to take advantage of these opportunities, managers posting opportunities, but then really putting that in the hands of the employee to take advantage of it. And what's super neat to see is within two weeks of BMOU launching, we had over 15,000 employees using 
this online learning platform. So what it showed us is our workforce is enormously curious. They want those opportunities to grow and develop and develop in a way that matters to them around things that they're interested in. And so for us, it's around creating that curiosity and then empowering people to take advantage of these tools that really help them be more employable for the future. So we're talking about leadership and the workforce, diversity, and five generations. I mean, how do you handle all this? How, who's all the experts in dealing with cross-culture issues and, you know, communication with people who are, who are different from you or me? <laughs> Well, that's it. You know, it's it's true. We have now five generations in the workforce. So within at BMO, um, millennials are about forty percent of our workforce. But um, closely behind, you know, Gen X and then a number of Boomers. And what we found when we really um, look at our employee engagement results and surveys that we do with our employees is there's actually more similar than difference across the generations. People very much want to feel like they have a voice in the workplace and that they're heard. They care about growth. They care about the quality of the manager that they're working for and how they're treated. The things that we find that are different is their communication preferences. The younger um, members of the workforce like feedback all the time. And they like that feedback, whether it's electronic, whether it's in person. And so the sense of kind of how they receive information, how they give information, that's different. But there's so many things that are similar. And what we really, what we're finding is that managers that are leading these workforces that now very much are composed of all five generations have to really be more adaptable at the way that they're communicating and building engagement with people. You know, one size does not always fit all. And so it means that the manager needs to think about that as they're communicating, as they're relating to their team. So how does grassroots thinking permeate the leadership across, well, you know, individual objectives, enterprise goals? And what about the idea of people thinking about just staying within something or horizontal work or involvement. Is there still growth in, in all of these different ways? Is it a self-awareness program? Does everybody have this growth mindset as part of the daily job? How do you handle that? That's really what we're aspiring to, Matt, is that you think about that concept between fixed and growth mindset. And it's creating a workforce where you have more growth mindset in it than fixed, which means that people see no matter what role that you're in, whether you're a teller, whether you're an administrative assistant, whether you're a corporate banker, a trader, or a private banker, that sense of constantly learning and growing is important. That sense of adaptability is important. And it's important because our customers are demanding more of us. It's important because the tools we have in the workplace are changing. And it's really creating that sense of people's openness to pursue a path which is really around more personal mastery 
and um, adapting and growing than, than saying, you know, where I am now is good and I don't need to learn anymore. I want to give you a really tangible example. We launched this month something called an innovation fund and we put $20 million behind it. And we opened it up to 45,000 employees and we said, if you have good ideas that are going to help the growth of our business, we're open to hearing them. And we use this technology-based program to allow people to input their ideas. And they're curated and vetted, and the top ideas end up getting funded, and employees are brought together to work on them. And, you know, we did this really deliberately because you can always hire outside consultants, you can look outside your company, but we believe that within our walls and within our workforce, there is a lot of innovation ideas with our own employees. And this really is a systematic way of giving voice to people, irrespective of what job you're in, and an ability to help people realize they can make a difference that's so much bigger than their individual job. So a lot has to do with you and your team taking a behavioral approach, apparently. Do you want to just sum up, if we're running out of time here, and there's so much, I really enjoy talking with you. What's your driving key value going into 2019 in terms of communicating with this vast array of diversity of people within your 45,000 employees? How do you communicate with all that? I'm going to start by answering that question very personally. When I think about what led me to a career focused on kind of the people side of the business, I had an experience when I worked at a a part-time job in college where I was working for an automotive manufacturer and we were closing down a plant in a small community. And I saw the impact on the lives of that being handled so terribly. And I really deeply believe that companies have an obligation that goes beyond profit-making. And it's about creating um, an ability for people to grow and prosper. And that belief is deeply held in what's kept me at BMO over the last 24 years because the company shares that belief also. And so when I think about how we communicate and engage with people, it is through a sense of purpose and our values that, yes, our business needs to change and evolve. Yes, our business needs to be profitable. We have expectations with shareholders, expectations with customers. But we choose to do it in a way that is very long-term and sustainably focused. And that links also to how we think about um, the growth and development of our workforce. We've been talking and learning from Mona Malone, the Chief Talent Officer for BMO Financial Group based in Toronto. Mona Malone leads the team responsible for talent, learning, diversity, and inclusion, and she also leads BMO's corporate university, which is called the Institute for Learning. So, Mona, as we sum up here, what do you think of 2019? Things are good? Is Canada going to take more people from the U.S., escaping from (laughs) the the perceived craziness going on here in the U.S.? I'm very optimistic about 2019. And, you know, I think there's uh, enormous growth opportunities for our business in the U.S. and across North America. But I'm also optimistic when I see what's possible and kind of the, the next generation that's coming into the workforce. Thank you so much, Ed, for the chat and for having me here today. Great. And I welcome you to be involved in one of our conferences someday. 
So this is Ed Cohen signing off from San Diego, and that was Mona Malone signing off from Toronto. Thanks again, Mona. Thanks, Ed. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay, signing off, this is Global Talk Radio, business unit of globalbusinessnews.net. Thank you. I think to myself What a wonderful